because that's the thing is it's like it's not like oh well there it is you know like authentic expression is not just like it's not a thing that you just serve out on a platter it is a dynamic moving shaping thing it's uh it's a relationship that we have with ourselves um and that relationship and and how intimate we are with with that side of ourselves and that is has such a strong correlation to our expression and how truthful we're being in our expression. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. And it's a big one. It is a big one. Yeah, it has a lot to do with a lot of things, and uh, we're going to get into them all. Yeah, yeah, I think it, this one was bigger bigger than we either of us necessarily thought it was going to be as we were kind of like bouncing some some stuff off of each other. Because that's what we like to, to warm ourselves up by kind of like having a little precursor conversation just to get the juices going, and then we launch into whatever the hell we're going to launch into. But um, yeah, the law of expression... We've got a lot to to bite into with this guy. Yeah. Um, or girl. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you're an artist, expression is important. It but, seems kind of obvious. Yeah, right? but you might be surprised at um, the way in which you don't express or you don't even see how much expression is a part of your your life and everything you're doing and, and whether you're an artist or not, you know, expression is a part of life and it has some pretty massive impacts as far as like, you know, who you are, what you're doing in your life, how you're feeling, how you're experiencing life Mm -hmm. in general. And, and actually what we're going to get into as well is expression is kind of something that makes certain things possible or impossible. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're going to kind of dive into that and hopefully this will unlock a few doors for people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And one th- like thing that I want to maybe kind of just come out of here at the gate with is, um, so expression, you know, if you're, maybe if you are an artist and you're listening to this, you're going like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's obvious. You know, I've got my expression or whatever. I mean, we're, we're going to maybe explore some things that maybe you haven't thought of necessarily. And, um, if, you know, you're a non-artist who's listening to this and maybe you're a person who's saying like expression, like, uh, like <laughs> oh yeah, you got to express yourself, you know, like, like th- this is way beyond, like that is certainly like a part of, of, you know, express yourself is like, yeah, that's, that's a part of it. But I think we're going to, we've got something really interesting, some interesting stuff in here for you as well. That's well, that, that goes beyond just that kind of idea of expression, you know, cause like, especially, I don't know, amongst men, you know, there's this kind of thing of like expressing yourself as being something that's like not, uh, that's, that's emasculine mm-hmm. or, um, you know, there's just uh, sometimes the, like the thought of expression is looked at as kind of weakness. Mm. And I just wanted to address that off of the top because it's just like, that is for one, I'll just say, completely out of the gate that's not the case that is not the case expression is not weakness we're going to dive into that as we this conversation unfolds um but yeah i just wanted to address that 
that side of this equation before we get into it. Yeah, it's an important one to it's an important one to express, Evan. <laughs> yes. So, whatever uh, your ideas are necessarily about expression, maybe uh, just just check them check them at the door for a second and uh, and go on this ride with us for for an hour here. Yeah, go on the ride, and um, you know, I, I think as you're listening to this one, you know, be open minded to it because, you know. First of all, let's just ask our audience, and before we actually define it for them, how would you define expression? What is the definition of expression? Mm. Have you ever stopped to think about that and ask yourself? And let us just put that on hold for a second, you know? And before you go and look it up and use your phone to look it up or do anything like that, just, just sit on that and think about it and ponder, what is expression? How would I define it? You know, how would I literally say this is what expression is mm-hmm. how would you distill that down to its core to its essence right and what does it do um okay so now let's just just have that in your mind for a second as we go through this process what you think you know about expression you might not actually know and that's the first thing that i want to kind of present to everybody is that you know there's a lot of things that we think we know but we don't really know them. And because we think we know them, we never look into them. And because we never look into them, we are always kind of undefined with them. We're unclear about them and we don't know how to use them or, you know, how allow them to help us in our lives. And so, you know, before we started this, this uh, conversation, we already had the law of expression, but you know, you and I had never actually looked up the definition itself. Mm hmm. And then we did, and we were like, everything we were talking about, we are like, oh, man, wow, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's so on point, right? But it's one of those things that you kind of go, yeah, you express yourself. You kind of, you know, you, you, you do you, you. You put you out, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what is you? Which brings us to a much larger question, and I think this is where we're going to deep dive. You know, who are you? What are you? And what's the, I'm going to just say it, what's the self? Who, who is this this being, this entity that is you. Yes. Right. Because that's a very difficult thing to define, you know, maybe undefinable mm-hmm. and expression has a large part to do with whatever that is. So we're going to deep dive into that at yeah. a certain point. It's one of those things. It's like, you know, it's like a well that doesn't, that doesn't really have a bottom yeah. to it. You know, you can just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper with it. But, um, we're planning on going, trying to go pretty deep with, with this one today. Um, and one of the things that actually can because like as we've Brandon and I have have had discussions and as we've been um, developing some of these laws and and I also want to iterate as well that these laws are not re- we haven't necessarily come up with these we're just kind of found our own expression of these laws yeah. that we're bringing forth to you but one of the laws that we had discussed in the past and and we kind of were like oh yeah maybe something something to that was we were talking about identity and he said is there a law of identity and we already had the law of expression but then we realized that these things are one and the same you know and and our identity is expression so is maybe that's where we want to start this this thing off well, you know, it's a great, that's a great segue into this whole thing is like, 
how do you know yourself until you express it? Like you can't, there's no seeing it until it actually comes out until it actually comes to awareness, becomes presented, becomes, you know, pushed forward or, or acted upon. Right. Um, and so the thing is, is that expression is the gateway into self reflection and self understanding and anything that has to do with who you are and not even who you are, but who you can be, who you could be, who you are, but don't know you are yet. Because until you express it, you might not even realize that it's inside of you. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, there's the other thing we're going to get into as well, which is like, how aware are you of your expression? Because, you know, as Evan and I were talking about before, you're always expressing, but it's kind of a matter of how aware are you of your expression and how, yeah. how much are you the one who's the chooser of your expression versus you're kind of just spouting out because of almost a re- reactive type of expression, right? Where it's a proactive expression or reactive expression. Mm-hmm. And these things can, you know, very much alter our experience of life and, and they can take us as far as um, unbelievable, profound joy to all the way to the deepest, darkest depression. And both are an expression. Yes. Yeah. So like, as you were saying, one thing to bear in mind is that expression is something that's always in play. And whether you think of yourself as being an expressive person or not, uh, the truth is, is that you are expressing something. Maybe you're only expressing a small part of who you are, um, but that whatever is, is you are not expressing will express itself in some way and in some form in your life. I don't know if we're going to dive down that right at this particular moment. Yeah. I, I think but that we will eventually, we will eventually. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, we, you asked the question off, off the top is like, what is expression? Um, I think that we can give a definition to you because I think that kind of lays a nice yeah. groundwork for where we're heading. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and they're like, yes. Uh, so the definition of expression is the process of making known one's thoughts and feelings. I love this. It seems so stupidly simple, but it is. It's it's an endless well because this, like, I, every word of this definition is, like, is so, like, powerful. Everything like means something in the statement, the process of making known one's thoughts and feelings. And if you haven't yet go back to the episode law of process and you'll see just how much this is profound. Mm -hmm. Because if you go back to that episode and you actually go through process with us and start to understand that you're going to start to see that, oh my God, expression is in process all the time. Wow. What's happening? Holy crap. Everything I'm doing This whole journey I'm on is a constant evolution, experiential uh, moment of me. Yes. Right. And now what is your art? What is your life? What is your business? Now, all of a sudden you're constantly in this process of expression. And now it's like, well, how conscious are you of it? How mindful of of it are you? How proactive of it are you? And how limited have you allowed yourself to be? Because, you know, I think of the, the strong, silent man, you know, yeah. and it's like, he's like, shows no emotion. 
thousand mile stare. And it's like, well, you're still expressing, buddy. Like <laughs> you're still expressing. Here's yeah. the thing though. We might look at that as strength just because we don't understand it. It seems mysterious, but like how, how much is that person allowing themselves to bring whoever they want to be out in the world? And how much of that strong, silent type is coming from this, actually this great fear of, you know, I can't really be who I really am. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to appear strong. I have to appear this way. And so now your identity becomes more of uh, bound by societal limitations and things like that. And, you know, um, the whole thing about men suffering in silence, you know, the strong silent type, often yeah. the one suffering in silence. And so like, if you're relating to any of this right now, as we're talking about this, don't resist it. Just, you know, I think the best thing you can do is just be like, okay, I'm seeing that in myself. Great. Embrace this. Come, come with it. You, you don't, you can be strong and silent, but you can do it on your terms. You don't have to do it because now, you know, because a lot of, I think what I, I see in a lot of men is they want to appear strong, but they aren't strong. They might be able to convince and trick other people, but they know deep down that they're not really as strong as they'd like to be. And mm-hmm. they also, I think, you know, and you, and it's, you know, you got to be honest about yeah. it with yourself. Are you really happy and joyful? Are you living your life? And, you know, are you building the relationships and doing the things that you really truly love and care about? Yes. Or is this identity stifling your expression? Yes. And that's, is, this is like a big part of what expression asks us to do, at least in its highest form, is that expression is very much related to a few of the other laws, which are truth and authenticity. Um, it is, it is very much linked to those things because like, if you're that strong silent type, as we're talking about, it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, unless there is a part of you that you know that you are, you are holding it back. There is a part of you that you feel kind of compelled, but you are afraid. Like if that, if, if this is you, if there's so much that you have inside of you, you know, and this is, you know, kind of where we come from the artist's point of view. It's like, there's this thing that's inside of you and whether you are actually an artist or not. Um, if you have this feeling you know, if you have these thoughts, which is exactly what this definition is saying, it's like the defin- is, is the process of making known, making these things known, not keeping it inside, but bringing it out. If we have a truth, if we have an authentic part of ourselves that, that we have stymied, that we have stuffed, that we have bottled up because somewhere along the way, we made it wrong or somebody made it wrong. So we made it wrong. Um, and it's becoming painful if it becomes a hard thing to do. And we'll talk about kind of how that starts to show itself in our lives. But if there is that feeling, then there is a lot to be gained from listening to the law of expression, which is saying like, no, bring this out bring whatever this is out, let it be known. Mm-hmm. That's what the expression expression is really saying. It's like, let this be known, speak your truth. And, and when we speak our truth, that is our highest form of expression. Mm-hmm.
Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think another check-in you can have as you're going through this process, because I'm, I'm, I want to present a couple of things early on so that, you know, we can chew on this stuff as we go through it. But, you know, how much of your life is an appearance for other people? How much of it is a presentation to look a certain way versus being and living as though you really want to live, regardless of what someone else thinks of you? Um, you know, and I think like the part of the challenge that we face, because I mean, I think everybody can kind of go, yeah, express yourself. I get it. It's good. Do it. You know, but it's like, well, why don't you? Well, here's mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, you know, and or why do we have such trouble expressing certain things? Yeah. Yeah. And there's certain things that are okay. Certain things that are not, but it's like, um, would you rather like, now it's, it's kind of like, People are funny, right? People kind of go through life and we're, you know, we're smart. We're intelligent. We have these crazy, wild, intelligent uh, abilities to, you know, just process and work and game the world, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's cool. We can do some pretty neat stuff with it. But the thing is, is we start to game the system of identity. And so, you know, people will start to be like, I'd rather look strong than be strong, right? I'd rather appear this way or whatever. And the reason why you'd rather appear a certain way than actually be it is because you believe the appearance gets you more than actually being would. So I want to suggest this crazy idea <laughs> that if you actually became it and, and you allowed yourself to become it, you would get far more than you could ever get just from the appearance. Mm-hmm. And you would get this real nice little bonus feature. It's a great feature. It's called fulfillment. Yeah. And, and that's like, and, and the thing is that this is, that is kind of the journey that, um, authentic, truthful expression demands is again, it's like with so many things and you've probably heard it from a lot of different sources, but it's an inward game. That's an inward journey, which is why doing the appearance of something is a lot, a lot of times it's, it's tempting because it's, it, it appears easier. Yeah, it appears, you know, and in some ways it is kind of easier, but the thing is, it's not actually coming from a real truthfully grounded place. Um, you know, there's, uh, you can say there's maybe some value in fake it till you make it, you know, sometimes like there, there can be something to it. It can be a kind of a Kickstarter for an engine to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just pretend I'm going to, that I'm, that I am this confident person, whatever. And you know, maybe like you, you will start to actually feel that way, but there's still an inward process that's going to happen there is because you're going to get feedback and say like, oh, wow, like maybe I, this is all it really needs to do. And, and we allow ourselves to then express ourselves and our thoughts and our feelings with greater confidence, with greater clarity. Um, but I feel like I've gotten sidetracked here for a moment. Well, let me say a couple of things just to step in this, because before we get on to another thing, appearances and authenticity, like appearance or authenticity, that's the option you kind of have with expression. Mm-hmm. Appearances is short-term gain, long-term pain. Mm-hmm. Authenticity is sometimes short-term pain, long-term gain. And you know, when you're dabbling, you know, you can play in both, right? Like it's, you know, um, being authentic doesn't necessarily mean that you 
just go around in the world and tell everybody like I feel like I'm such a loser and da da da. Like you don't need yeah, to do yeah. that. That's not what that's about. You know, it's just you being honest with yourself and being real about where you're at. And here's another thing you mentioned: pretend, which is part of the imagination. Fake it till you make it. Well, pretend and imagination is not inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's not inauthentic is because you know you're doing it. So like, you know, you go, I don't really feel that confident, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to go for it today. I'm going to do it. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm going to, you know, from what I understand, confidence is you go, you approach the person, you say hi, you know, you speak with your full voice, you stand up tall, you put your shoulders back. I'm going to do all the stuff. I'm going to, you know, it's like a little kid playing adult, you know, playing house, playing cops and robbers, whatever. But the kid knows they're playing just Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're pretending. So fake it till you make it is fine if you are aware you are pretending. It's when you begin to believe your own lie. When you begin to start, not not that pretending is a lie, but it's when you begin to make a, a story up that somehow you try to convince yourself that you are something you're not. And then what ends up happening is, you know, you just try to make everyone believe you're this thing. Because mm. pretend, here's the thing about pretend. And I know I'm going on a little tangent here, but pretend when kids do it, they do it. So they have the experience of it. They do it for their expression. When adults pretend, they often do it for everyone else's experience, everyone else's expression. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. You need to go back. You were doing it right as a kid when you were pretending to explore, to play, to be curious. But when you do it as an adult and some, some adults do it with the kid like heart, but when you do it for everybody else, I mean, you're, you're losing your way. You're, you're getting off track and you're being inauthentic and it's becoming about appearances and not the authentic, uh, expression of you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that, um, I didn't even think about this really, but it's like in, you know, my own sort of, uh, in my own acting school, uh, you know, I have these three like modules of, of, of training and I, I've nicknamed them, um, exploration experience and express because express is a part of this process. It is a part of this kind of cycle. And the idea in a nutshell is that we begin by exploring. We, we go out and we, and we head out into the unknown. We head out into a place we're not familiar with. And we explore it. We take it in. We drink it in. And that naturally leads to the second part, which is experience. So we've headed out here and now we gain an experience of this, this area. And from that place, now we can go out and we can express hmm. whatever it is that that experience was, whatever that exploration was. And we bring that out. And then the process repeats itself again. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up, but it's, it's experiencing your own expression. Yes. Mm -hmm. And how, how, yeah, experience is such a huge part of, of our expression. And I think that that's maybe one of the areas that like that, you know, the appearances can lead you potentially to having an experience of something that can influence you to be a more authentic expression, but it's still at at some point there's, 
there's a, a point where we actually have to find it mm-hmm. within ourselves as opposed to pretending that we have it. Mm-hmm. So eventually we we will have to come to that point. We will have to start asking some questions. I think so, you know, we're, we're bouncing around a lot of ideas here. We're throwing a lot of things out there. This might seem a little bit kind of, you know, like we're, we're tossing a lot of stuff into the pot here. Um, and I think for me, what this, what I'm, I'm seeing is what's, this conversation is about is it's not just about expression, but this is really about how do we become truthful, honest, authentic expressors in the world and of ourselves? How do we do that truthfully and authentically as possible? Mm -hmm. You know, and this is very much one of the, sort of uh, the challenges of the artist is how do I take what is in me and put it out there as truthfully as possible? I mean, this is why we have music. This is why we have the theater. This is why we have poetry and painting and sculpture. Like these are all, these are all somebody saying, how do I take this thing that is in me and, and express that in the most truthful way that I, I know how to do, Mm -hmm. you know, that's really that. And, and this comes down to, you don't have to be any of those vocations, you know, like we're, we're bringing our expression into, um, you know, raising a family or, um, building a business or, or, um, or being a, a good friend or, or a, a partner in a relationship, you know, like we, we bring these things into our, into all aspects of our life. So it doesn't really matter what you do. Expression is in your life mm-hmm. and it's how we're choosing to do it. So how do we become more truthful, more authentic in our expression? It's a good question. Um, you know, I would say, uh, I think, you know, if you look at how you're expressing yourself right now, and you look at how you're going about life, do you feel that you are being your whole self? Do you feel like you're being who you really want to be in the world? Or are you waiting on something for yourself to be who you want to be in the world? Mm-hmm. You know, this was a struggle that I had a lot in my life was, um, you know, uh, I bought into this idea that I needed to accomplish certain things, succeed at certain things. Then, then I could be who I wanted to be. Then I could express myself the way I really want to express myself because I would have these things or this status or this whatever to back me up, you know? And so instead of having a really solid sense of confidence, I had, uh, was a kind of a dependency, which was like, become a massive success and then you can be a massive success. But I want to present the idea that it's actually the opposite is that you can be whoever you think a massive success is because you, you are, I mean, here's the thing. You are a massive success. The thing is the only reason why we don't see that is because 
we look at appearances like they are the truth. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like, just because someone is a movie star, somebody is like, you know, CEO of a company and they're famous or wealthy or whatever, that doesn't, that's not what gives them permission to be who they're being. That stuff was probably, first of all, born out of the fact of who they were being. And mm-hmm. so if anything, maybe that money and power and 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 fame allowed them to be more of who they were being because it just gave them more means to do so. Mm-hmm. But they were probably already being who they needed to be in, in this way. And because that's what builds stuff. Now, this is leading to a point. The point is this. I personally believe that what happens is we all have vision and we all look into the world as to what it can be, what is possible, what is possible for us, who we can be and all of that stuff. And so when you say that you can't have something until you get somewhere else, what's happening is your vision is stifled Mm -hmm. because you believe that you can't be in your vision who you want to be until you achieve a certain thing. But in reality, if you know what that certain thing is, you could already be that. So this thing doesn't actually have to exist, but we made a rule. So like, it's like you, you're playing a game. So you go, well, the, okay, the rule is you can only get this once you get that. I was like, well, that, that's a rule you made that doesn't actually exist in reality, but sure, let's play your little game. Is it working out for you? Do you like who you're being right now? Because if you don't, that's a stupid rule. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And so vision, like your vision does not have to be limited by rules. And this is the thing, you know, you and I were talking about this before and I, you know, I, I get pissed off. I, honestly, I get pissed off when people tell me what I can't or can or can't do. Uh, what they tell me is possible or impossible. I say based on whose rules, your rules, not mine. Mm-hmm. I live in a different reality than you do, obviously, because in my reality, this is possible. In yours, it isn't. But I, I'm, I want to seriously ask you a question. Is that not possible for you because it is the re- rule of reality? Or is it not possible to you because you created that rule to somehow give yourself an out so you don't have to try? And I hope that hits mm-hmm. home with people. Because anything that you say is impossible, anytime you limit your vision, anytime you tell yourself you can't be something is you probably 99.9% of the time, in my opinion, created a rule which stifles you, but gets you something, which is permission not to go for it, not to express. Yeah. So vision has to have to do with expression. Oh, yes. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, I definitely, that was like, I'm like, we've got to get to vision (laughs) because this is like, because we posed the question and it was sort of like, this is me kind of leading it a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Was I'm like, okay, so how do we get to authentic expression? How do we do this? And it, it does, it comes down to, there are a couple of these things that are just foundational and vision is one of those things that is, is the foundation to how we find authentic expression is like, what is that vision? What is that deep down thing? What is that thing that gives your life a a sense of excitement, meaning, purpose, passion? Like it's, that's what, you know, vision entails these things. And here's, here's a, maybe you have an idea of what this vision is in your life or, or something that you want to do or create. And, 
maybe you have an inkling about what that thing is, or maybe you're, you're not entirely sure, but I will tell you that what, what that vision is, isn't going to entirely make sense. There's going to be a part of it that's just like, yeah, but that's crazy. (laughs) You know, a a good vision should kind of sound a little bit crazy to you. That's how you know when you're tapping into a vision. It should sound kind of crazy, but exciting at the same time. Like, Mm -hmm. it should be like, ah, that's when you're on to it. And that's when we head in that direction. And really, that's, you know... In many ways, it is that simple. It's like, just start heading in that direction. Begin. Go and listen to our law of beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Begin. Start moving towards it. And keeping that vision in mind, keeping that direction in mind as you're moving towards it will help you to continue to find that authentic expression. Because that's the thing is it's like, it's not like, oh, well, there it is. You know, like authentic expression is not just like, it's not a thing that you just serve out on a platter. It is a dynamic moving, shaping thing. It's a, it's a relationship that we have with ourselves. Um, and that relationship and, and how intimate we are with, with that side of ourselves. And that is, has such a strong correlation to our expression and how truthful we're being in our expression. Mm. But yeah, absolutely. Like vision, I think has got to be at the core of this. Mm -hmm. It's got to be that, that anchor into which we say, it's like, okay, this is, this is where I'm coming from. Right. You know, this is where I'm coming from. Cause if we, if we don't have that, then we're not coming from anywhere. How can we find truthful expression if we don't, don't have any sense of, the direction that we're going into this thing that we have inside of us that, that we want to bring out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny about the whole thing about vision is, this is a giant game of pretend because elaborate, sir. Okay. So, so I don't know if you curious, I don't know if you ever did this, but I mean, this is, this is my thing, like filmmaker, screenwriter type of mind idea, but here, do you ever play cops and robbers? I mean, and for those people, maybe you played house, maybe you played, um, some type of fantasy game, some type of imaginary game as a mm-hmm. kid, maybe even as an adult, whatever. But, um, you started to imagine circumstances. you created characters. You designed in your mind and projected outward a world in which you would walk into and exist within and play within the world you created. Now, here's the thing that blows me away. Reality (laughs) is a big giant game of pretend for us because that's how we make sense of it. Like there, Mm. there is no objective reality in the sense that we don't interpret reality objectively. We all have a subjective experience, right? Mm So we're all pretending that this is the experience. But what's crazy is we don't realize that we've pretended (laughs) like Mm. we think that it was like this God given thing. And then this is how the world is. If there is a God given thing, which I'm not averse to God's laughing going, I let you create anything out of this. And this is what you're doing with it. Like Mm -hmm. this is what you're like using your imagination to pretend your life is because 
you and and once you grasp this, and I know that it, a couple of people might be going like, uh, what? Like, just think about it. Everything you experience right now, your whole life, like the way you express yourself, the way you painted an image, you made a character in a story. You started telling a story. You made a bunch of uh, assumptions and ideas about what people are thinking and who they are and, and why they did what they did and whatever, most of which you don't know, most of which you don't even know why you did. And you were told by your parents and your teachers and your coaches and whoever else that the world's a certain way. And you started to take on some of that pretend. And now you go, well, this is the world because, you know, like I put all these pieces together, right? And it's like, no, actually, no, your world is a product of the rules that you created about reality and decided to live by. And it's your game. And you play that game and you try to beat a game that you made up. And you don't realize that at any time you can just be like, I don't like this rule anymore. I don't like this thing anymore. I'm going to do it this way. And it, 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 this is very difficult for people to grasp because if we are to accept that we are visionaries, which I believe we all are, and a visionary is somebody who can pretend and manifest pretend, which we're all and, doing. And obviously. dream. Right. We're all manifesting pretend, obviously. But once you grasp this, you start to go like, am I manifesting the pretend I want? Right. And so then, um, you know, if you think about fake it till you make it, it's kind of a funny idea because it's like, I'm going to fake it in a game I created. It's like, well, you could create a different game and just be real in that game. You don't have to fake it in a game because you can just change the game. You can change, mm -hmm. like we're playing cops and robbers. We don't want to play cops and robbers anymore. Let's play house. You know, if you were to pretend to play house and pretend to play cops and robbers, they'd be a different experience. Your life could be either. You could, and a variation of many others. So um, my personal belief is that we're all visionaries. And so our expression is whatever we pretend and make our vision. And so you know, my goal, and this is something that I've come to realize, my goal is to help people realize this power they have, to realize mm -hmm. this capacity. And expression is a lot, is a large part of it because once you buy into your game, you can express in your game like uninhibitedly. But most of us, I feel like we don't express because we're, first of all, we're playing a game we don't really want to play that we bought into that's not really ours or we're playing by someone else's rules in someone else's yeah. game and we think we have to be somebody in their game yeah for some reason we for whatever reason we think we can't mm -hmm. we just can't be that do that have that yeah we just like whether it's something someone said to us in our lives or you know the the culture that we've we've grown up in we've just bought into some idea that we can't do that mm -hmm. and most of the time especially if it's like if if what you want to do doesn't involve hurting other people <laughs> yeah or like being or destroying other people's you know stuff or or lives then then it's then it's nonsense it's a bunch of of bullshit that we're using to keep ourselves small, mm -hmm. you know, and that's another thing about expression, at least with when we are healthy uh, and connected to our expression is that it is not small. Mm -hmm. 
you know, our expression, even when it comes to small things, it wants to like express it in all of its smallness. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just like (laughs) in the weird sort of paradoxical nature of it, but it's like full expression is just like, it's, it's, it's powerful. It is, you know, it's, and it, and it, it is limitless. And I'm glad you brought up this thing because I'm realizing just how much possibility and that's another law that we have that we haven't gone into yet, but it's the law of possibility is, is huge, hugely related to expression, mm-hmm. you know, because like they work together. Like if they join forces, when they hold hands with each other, it's like, you know, possibly still like we can do anything. And an expression is like, and let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it, you know, who's to say if you even know, what your potential of expression is yet. You know, I mean, it's constantly evolving. It's it's endless. Well, right. And so like, you know, here's the other thing I want to bring into this. If, 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 if you guys can accept, you know, first of all, I think sometimes also when you present the idea that, Hey, we're all pretending and we're all just working from a vision that we project out into the world, as opposed to we're taking in the world and dealing with it. So most people perceive the world this way at this current juncture in time. And I believe one day this is going to change. We're going to look back at society at this time and be like, can you believe that people used to think that the, the, their reality was like mostly what they took in? You know, as we're evolving as a species, we're starting to realize that we all have to deal with the same things. Like we'll have to sit, we see a chair, we see a table, we see a wall or a cliff. It's That's all the same to us. But those aren't as big of a deal as we actually make them out to be. Um, and, and so first of all, like, yeah, you do have to deal with the reality of like, if you fall from a height, you'll get hurt. If you Mm -hmm. get burned by fire, you'll, you'll, you'll hurt. Right. But like, that's such a small part of the experience and it's such a small part of your expression. So like you got to, we all got to play by certain, um, consistent rules, you know, otherwise we would all be out and like, cloud nine you know it would be like we couldn't connect anyway yeah you know there's a groundedness to reality of like just the physical reality okay so you have that and then you express yourself within that how much physical risk you want to take whatever now i'm talking about more about the realm of social the realm of um the paradigms of like story, the story you're telling of your life, the way you're perceiving what things mean and what matters and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, that there isn't really much of a consistent reality because people get cast in your life as characters. They get cast as people and you design a story around it and you create ties and relationships between it that may or may not exist. And then you act accordingly. So Um, a lot of people come up with the next issue after physical reality, they go, well, what about the physical reality? You know, basically that's what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. They go, well, what about other people? I can't just go do this because people do that. And it's like, okay, I want to do, let's just, let's settle that right now. I want you to go and show up to an event and I want you to put your head down, slug your shoulders, talk with a real, like, kind of like down voice. Anyone talks to you, Just say, yeah, like, you know, life's all right. It's going good or whatever, right? Do this. See how people react. Let's just see what happens. Now, go to another event. You can do this as many times as you want. How many times you need to do this experience? You're probably not going to do it at all because you realize how silly it all is. Go to the same event. Go to another event. Put your shoulders back. Put your head up. Someone asks you how it is. Life's all right. Life's going pretty good. 
Speak with a loud voice. Do this. See how they react to you. Who created that reaction? You did. So are people actually making your story or are you acting out your story, telling them the part to play? And once you start getting this, you start seeing that my expression is painting the very picture of the story I'm in. Mm -hmm. So like, this is the thing, like, you are not subject to other people. They are actually more subject to you, but in their own world, they aren't subject yeah. to you either. And you know what I mean? It's yeah, kind of no, nutty. I, I get, yeah, no, it's, oh shit. Because <laughs> we're all visionaries. Yeah. Like, that's the wild, crazy oh, part shit. of it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a rabbit hole. I didn't think that we were going to be yeah. diving into. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's a good one. I mean, that's a great rabbit hole. Um, because yeah, absolutely. Like the, our expression very much has an impact on other people. Yes. You know, certainly they have, you know, we're all have a responsibility of our own expression. But the way that we express ourselves in the world has an impact. Uh, Subtle and obvious, you know, like there, it runs the gamut. But I mean, the way that we are in the world can, can have, can reshape things tremendously. You can inspire people through your expression, you know, like, and, and I think that's where, I mean, when you go into like the really, um, I don't even know what to call it necessarily, but when you go into the really, really high realms of expression, you know, it's like your truthful, authentic expression does that. It touches people. It inspires people. It changes the world in positive ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like when people are being like, when I think of some of the great, great beings, I actually, I just recently did wrote this, this big thing. It was just for myself, really. I don't know where it came from, but I was thinking about, I was thinking about Martin Luther King. And I was suddenly feeling very inspired by him because I just got, had this new kind of awareness about something that, that happened with how he expressed himself. Um, because I realized it was that he was angry. Like I, it, it, this thing just struck me. I was like, Martin Luther King was angry. Like just, I'm sure he was full of r- absolute rage in his life and rightfully so rightfully so like how could you say that he was like you know in that in the anger that he would have felt that he was wrong in that there was that he was he would have had absolutely what you could call righteous anger um but what was so inspiring to me and i'm sure to everybody else was that what he did with that anger because what he did was he didn't go around and, and, and he didn't say, I, I have, um, I have a war to wage. I have a person to blame. I have, you know, a fight to pick. He got up on stage and he said, I have a dream. He used that, that his anger, he used that expression and he channeled it into something that was positive. Mm. He used that anger to invite people into his dream. Mm -hmm. 
He said, come and join me in this thing that I, I have. He was basically saying, I have a vision. And he shared that with everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was a speech that changed the fabric of the world. Yeah. You know, like that's what can be done with authentic expression. And that came from anger, mm-hmm. like a kind of anger that I'm sure could have just like destroyed some people. But he was a, an intelligent, wise enough person to be like, that's not going to get, that's not going to do anything. That's not going to solve anything. And so instead it becomes an expression of something truly great. Mm-hmm. You brought up so many good things with that um, example, because I mean, for one, um, I think a lot of people don't realize that sometimes their power and their ability to vision and create a dream or a vision, if you want to call it whatever, is that sometimes these visions and these dreams and these things that you want to do in the world, they come from what we consider in our society a negative or bad feeling. Mm. As though there are negative or bad feelings. Like, you know, when people hear anger, they think, you know, in our culture right now, it's like synonymous with violence. Anger doesn't have anything to do with violence. It so happens that some people have been angry and been violent. And it's happened, you know, because in some ways our culture was born out of violence and it's something we're trying to remedy and we are actually doing quite well at it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the feeling of anger is not is not actually um, a thing of destruction, is not a thing of violence. And so sometimes, you know, if you suppress certain feelings like sadness and anger and things that we're not supposed to feel that are not good, like be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, like you're not going to be able to tap into your vision. I mean, I can relate to that on a much smaller scale, obviously. But, you know, I got pissed off when I was a kid because people told me I couldn't be in the film industry. Like, you know, they told me it wasn't possible. They told me the projects I wanted to make were not doable and it pissed me off. And I think like, you know, you know, when I built that one show, there's like 120 plus people there. You know, I can honestly say a lot of that came from anger, but not anger in a destructive way. Most people would never have assumed I was angry, but I was angry because I was like, come join me and let's do this because I want, I'm, fucking pissed off. I want to show people that this is possible. And, um, you know, that anger of proving that something was possible, you Mm -hmm. know, wasn't, was what allowed me in some ways to express creating that vision and doing that, you know? And so I think, you know, you bring up a really, really good point about, um, us being okay with our emotions. Cause like we said, you know, the process of making known one's thoughts and feelings, Now, it's not about you go in the world and you tell people, this is what I think and this is what I feel. It's that you know it and you live it and be it consciously. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to tell everybody how you feel and think. Maybe your closest friends you'll share. But like, you know, I think it's much more about you express thoughts and feelings. You don't because talking about thoughts and feelings is not expression either a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes people will say like, oh, I express myself. I talked about how I felt. I, you know, I said what I, I said what I thought. It's like, yeah, but that, did you express yourself? Like, did you express yourself? Did you like mm-hmm. an expression to me is emotion. 
Yeah. There's an emotion and quality to it. There's energy in motion. And without the emotion, there is no expression. Yeah. It's like, did you feel it? Yes. You know, did you feel that thing? And I mean, I, I definitely won't, you know, dissuade people from, because, you know, sometimes like we're so locked down that being able to just at least acknowledge it and speak it, you know, is that's kind of the first step. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, no, totally. it's like, it, it's I'm like, not abs- undermine that. Either. Yeah, no. And I know that you, that, that yeah. you wouldn't be telling people that I just want to, to make sure that was clear, which is that it's like, no, I absolutely like any, you know, if you're a person who doesn't express themselves very much, it's like any form is, is, is better than not, mm-hmm. you know, it's better than not like just letting people know. It's just like, you know what? I'm, I'm angry. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, okay, so it's like the emotions there. It's like, it doesn't have to come bursting forth or anything, but you know, the acknowledgement is goes, can go um, such a long way, such a long way. The other thing, can um, I say this? Anger yeah. doesn't have to come out as anger to be expressed. Yeah. You can be angry, but it can come out as passion. Yes. So like, you don't have like, so whatever you your conceptions of anger are or sadness are like sadness could come out as love, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't have to come out as the actual feeling. Like this is what sometimes people get confused about because you know, the, the, the hardest tears I've ever cried have been to do with love. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, um, you know, and so you start to like, when you have a feeling like anger or sadness, like sometimes there's a much like deeper and more important thing that's actually behind the emotion. So the emotion helps your, your mind and body understand, oh, I'm feeling something and Mm -hmm. I call this sadness or anger, but like what's under the anger and the sadness, that's more where the expression is. Totally. And we can transmute, yeah, these emotions into something positive always. It's like you said with, with anger, you know, we associate anger so often with, with violence and, um, and being out of control. And that's not, doesn't necessarily, that's not necessarily the case. And in fact, that attitude is what has led people to repress anger. And that repression is part of what makes anger go out of control mm-hmm. and turn into violence or right. Because on the opposite uh, turn into depression and turn into depression, which is, yeah, this was something we want to talk about too. Yeah. Is like, this is what happens when we bottle up expression yeah. in no matter what form it is. Cause the thing is like the expression is, is it, it's a part that's, that's truthful and honest within ourselves that, um, that wants to come out. But when we don't let it out, when we bottle that thing up, it, turns into that becomes that is just repression you can just call it like it's like okay so you're repressing the the expression you're repressing the thought you're repressing the feeling and when that goes on for too long the repression turns into depression mm-hmm. um or another way it's like it turns into sickness an illness a virus of some kind not necessarily a physical one though it could be argued that that is a stage of what happens. Well, you said it. I really like what you said before we started that conversation. You said it turns into symptoms. Yes. And symptoms are sometimes these physical, uh, you know, um, kind of sicknesses we create in ourselves, but they can be emotional sicknesses. You know, this, this feeling of purposelessness, this feeling of pointlessness, this feeling of being invisible, this feeling of, you know, not, or if, or whatever. if you're really, 
irritable, if you're really yeah. short tempered, if like it doesn't take much to set you off, that's a sign that like you've got some expression that is not coming out. Yeah. You know, like these, these are things that we kind of just, you know, we just label it's like, ah, they're just kind of short tempered, you know, it's like, well, that's not healthy. You know, like we don't want to be in a state where we just like, we get thrown off the edge on like, you know, at the drop of a hat, you know, that's, that's not a great way to go about life. Um, but this is the way that, and, and at the start off the top of this podcast, we, we were talking about how expression will find a way to be expressed no matter what. And so coming now to this side of things is this is what happens when we're not conscious about it, when we're not allowing it, when we're not um, embracing it and and putting it out there and being a part of it, uh, is that the expression shows up as symptoms in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that can be, like we said, emotional things like depression, anxiety, stress, um, like hyper irritability, despair, um, despair, um, you know, like the inability to focus on anything it can be, um, or I'm sure we could even say it's like it, it impacts things like the, the kinds of people that we bring into our lives, the kinds of relationships that we have with people, you know, like it, this is how that expression is going to, to, to come out because it's trying to get our attention. Mm -hmm. And, and it can even, you know, you can disagree with me on the other end of this, but it reaches a point where it becomes um, a physical thing. You get sick. You know, you get sick because of things that aren't expressed, you know, in, in one form or another. But I, I, I truly believe that that's, that's what happens when, when we stymie ourselves, when we, when we stifle our thoughts and our feelings. Hmm. Yeah. You know, um, like I, I went through a depression and, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big topic for me and, uh, understanding what the heck happened when I went through it. Um, and you know, for me, I, I mean, you know, some people, um, they say they have like chemical depression and whatever, um, and all of that. And I'm not saying that this might be different, but, um, uh, mine was a more self-induced depression and it came from a total lack of expression. Um, and it came from, you know, it, it, I started to repress myself. I got really depressed. I got sad. I felt in despair. Um, and I remember there was this day I was driving along the road and, uh, I pulled up to this light and I was kind of like, kind of alone, but I just remember being in my car and I grabbed my steering wheel and I was like, ah, and I just like let, and I flexed and I just kind of let this like growl out and I just let all this energy and this anger just go. And I remember it only was a few seconds. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, that feels so good. And I was like this this like a thousand pounds had been lifted off of me. Not every pound I was carrying. Cause I had, you know, been in this little bit of a dark state for a little bit. Right. But like a lot of it was like relieved. And I was like, and it hit me all of a sudden. It's like, you have not been expressing yourself. You have been totally repressing everything. And what I realized was that there's a catharsis in expression that's very, very healthy and very mm -hmm. important. And part of that is that 
You know, I also believe this other thing about human beings. I believe that most of us, we need at some point in our life, a feeling of significance. And some of us didn't get enough of it. Maybe we got abandoned. Maybe we got neglected. And so significance becomes even more important. But we need to have a a sense of significance. And when we play the appearance game or the image game, we might get acceptance and we might be liked by other people, but it doesn't really feel like significance because it's not really us where mm-hmm. we presented something and people like what we present. And then the problem is we believe that the only way we can be significant is if we play the part of the image or the uh, appearance. And so if you want to feel that true sense of significance, you need to find authentic expression because what ends up happening is you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing, right? Because you authentically express yourself and then maybe the people you're around who only like you for an appearance don't like who you're authentically expressing as. And so that's kind of the scary thing. You go, well, maybe the people I'm around won't like me. Here's the thing. Cut the umbilical cord because it's your life. And if they don't like you for who you really are, they're not your friends. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, they, they could be downright toxic to you and you trying to, um, keep yourself alive in a toxic environment. That's not a good life. So at the very least, by being truthful, by expressing yourself, by being authentic, you're going to find out pretty quickly if you're in a toxic environment or a healthy environment. And all you do is that you either, um, inspire and encourage and, and push for your environment to be more healthy because maybe they're struggling too, or you leave that environment and you find a new environment where you can thrive. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's your life. Everybody's got to live their life. If you want to try to be somebody that survives a toxic environment, that's on you. If you're not happy with what's happening, then you need to be the one to say like, I I need to do something about this. Mm Mm-hmm. And that doesn't just go for friends. That also goes for family because sometimes family can be toxic. Yeah. And it doesn't mean forever. It just means for now. And I heard another thing that someone said, actually, this was the other day. They said, sometimes you need to leave even family members so that you can build enough strength in your own self-expression so that you can go back and know who you are when you're around them. Mm. And so when you leave them, you need to go and you need to be you. Because right now, for whatever reason, their toxicity or their whatever, their their struggle, their thing will not permit it. And you just got to get away and you can come back. But it's your life. I mean, if you're going to be a martyr, your life, that's on you. You know, yeah. you're not here to live for everyone else. You're here to live for you. Because if you take care of you, my belief is that you can take care of everyone else. Mm-hmm. But if you can't even take care of you, you're probably not taking care of anyone else, you're probably actually also helping people to be stuck where they're stuck too. One other thing Mm -hmm. we're talking about how we influence people, right? Like, you know, we show up a certain way and we express ourselves, and that influences and inspires or does whatever to people. Here's the thing. If everybody else is playing appearances, they're meaning that they're trying to be who they need to be to get you to like them, to approve of them, to get accepted. If you start being different, they will probably negotiate their game to try and be accepted. 
Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is that you might be playing the game to try and be accepted. But here's the thing. When you start to be authentic, what happens is it becomes undeniable. It just becomes mm-hmm. the truth is just undeniable. When people are real, there's like it's it's kind of a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening with people is if they don't feel brave enough to be authentic with you, they just continue their appearance game, but they try to appease your new authenticity. So they just try to match because here's the thing about human beings is another little weird little thing about us. And it's part of our survival mechanism is we're a herd race. We learn to survive together without others. We feel scared. We feel we'll die. So in, you can't blame people for playing appearances. Like, like the thing is, is that none of us, like, if you think of the wild, right? Like the, the lion or the, the, the leopard is out there and it's going to get you. And you're one of the sheep. Just let's just say that for you're one of the gazelle, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to appear to be the weak gazelle because you feel if you are, you'll be targeted. You'll be the one that's left out. Right? So we have this weird relationship with vulnerability, right? Because we still, in some ways in our brains, exist in a survival mindset of like, I'm going to get killed if I don't, if I'm ever vulnerable, mm-hmm. if I ever appear different. That's because that's what vulnerability is in the, in the herd, mm-hmm. is you appear different, not weak, different. But what we can start to recognize now is that the law of expression does make you different, but there's nothing to be scared of anymore you're not going to die by expressing yourself. Yeah. And so I think that's part of the reason, you know, if we get right down to the core of it, that's a major part of the reason why we don't express ourselves is we have this weird unchecked belief that we've never even questioned about, I feel like I'm going to die if I be who I really am. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're trying to say here today is like, <laughs> you're not, not only are you not going to die, you're going to live in a way that's going to make yeah. other people want to live like you. Because <laughs> the world is like, is, yeah, because the world is just so craving authentic people. Yeah. You know, think of probably the people that you admire most in the world right now or, or who have lived in the past. And, and you, it's probably people that are like, yeah, they just like, they just lived, they just did their thing, you know, like they were who they were and they usually change the world in some kind of way, Yeah, you know, and that's, and, and that's all just about finding authentic expression. Well, and you know, the other thing too, is like, don't you notice that people who are being authentically expressive, don't you notice that it just seems so easy for them? It's just so effortless Yeah, because it is because once it's way easier, you don't have to try anymore. You, you, you just get to be you and then whatever yeah. is inside of you, you yeah. can trust your instincts. You can trust all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's very captivating and, yeah. and life just it's becomes simple. Yeah. It's like, I don't have to impress anybody. I don't have to be anything that I'm not. I can just be who I am and be confident in that. And the weird thing is, is then like all of a sudden all of this stuff just seems to start falling into place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and it's the- because we have that response. We, we, recognize that we acknowledge that there's a part of us that 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 knows it when we see it and we say yeah they've got something yeah it's just like yeah it's just being an authentic like they're just being the the best them yes you know that's that's really it yeah and you know the thing is is no one really knows what that is you know for you or for for any of us, like until we start to express it. Yeah. No one knows what it is, but we, you know, it's like when, they, when you hear a song and you're like, oh, that's a good song. That's going to be a hit. You just know it when you hear it. It's like when someone's authentic, you're just like, whoa, that person's like going to be a star. That person's like going to 
move or do something. And, um, you know, you just, you just kind of like, it's this it factor quality, right? It is like, really what they're doing is they're embracing some, at least some part of themselves. That's really truthful. Okay. I want to get into the self quickly before we mm-hmm. end, but let's just talk about this beer quickly. Yeah. You know, and we'll finish this baby off. Mm-hmm. So this is from Powell street, uh, or Powell brewery. Um, and it's got a cool little name. Eau de Citra Pale Ale, little five percenter. What do you think? It's nice. Yeah, it's got a nice uh, full flavor to it, and um, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's got they got a great can for this one. Um, <laughs> the little definition for this brew, um, which by the way we're not promoting this beer or anything. It's just this is just. We have a beer when we have a conversation, and we like to throw tribute to whatever beer we happen to have because we like to try different craft brews. Um, so this beer is our West Coast style pale ale showcases the tropical juiciness of the citra hop. Aromas of mango and passion fruit lead into flavors of sweet citrus with a subtle malt finish. A tribute to one of our favorite hops, this amber-colored beer is a flavorful as it is seasonable. And that's the beer, folks. Yeah, um, it's 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 good. It does definitely has fruity elements to it. Finishes kind of like with that hoppiness. You know, it's been a nice easy drinker for me. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely definitely easy to drink. Yeah, sure. I enjoyed it. Okay, so um I want to do our final points and I want to wrap up one thing because I we did say, well at least I said we were talking about it. Yeah. And I think with all of this in perspective, people it doesn't need to be labored on. The true self. There's the ego, and then there's the true self. Or some people call it the spirit. Some people call it, you know, your essence. But your ego, in my opinion, is um, the character you present to the world. It's the character that you kind of comprehend that the world sees you as. It's um, mm-hmm. it's how you kind of... It's the part you play, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard the, the ego put... I kind of clinically in sure. a sense it's like the ego is not something so much that we create yeah it's something that it's something that is formed out of like our environment uh, you know our ego like we form it out of the like everything around us okay you know that's, to kind of that's like great it's yeah. that thing that I like to kind of fit in and and it's like okay who do i need to be here you know? <laughs> yeah i love that because that actually even betters my point because yeah because the ego is something that's formed from the external world yeah the true self is something that comes from the internal world and it's something that you know is this as we said infinite endless well of who you are or could be and whatever um, it's your, it's your, your essence, your expression, your, your beingness. And so, um, I guess when you're playing the game of appearances, you're playing in the game of the ego. And when you start to play in the game of authenticity, you're playing in the game of the true self. You're playing in the game of your truth and your actual self, which by the way, yourself can manufacture egos. It can like do them infinitely. Mm-hmm. You could, you could, and that's how actors can Look, act. Yeah, exactly. It's because they can actress. just come from their true self and be like, I'm going to play this person. I'm going to play that person. But it all, you know, it has to come through your source, which is your internal world. But, you know, I want to take this further for people who aren't necessarily actors. 
is that it's no different for you. You are playing the character in which your true self created. So if you don't like the character and you don't like the story that you're playing, you know, bring it out from internally and start to, you know, and we'll get into this more Mm -hmm. with more of the laws. I mean, we can't get too much further into this, but yeah, we're, we're, I think we're planting a great seed. (laughs) All the world's a stage as Shakespeare said, Yeah, you know, or, um, even, even, um, like certain, certain like, uh, Hindu scriptures and and texts and stuff have have kind of compared the world to being a type of of theater (laughs) that's going on. So yeah, we can find all kinds of different expression within it. So as we wrap this up, I want to, I want to know what are our final thoughts? (laughs) I mean, because we covered a lot of stuff. We dived down a little bit of a rabbit hole. And what, what you know, it may be one of those podcasts where you might want to listen to again, <laughs> to be honest, just because there's some, we dropped some stuff. Yeah. You know, um, but what do we want to walk, what do we want people to walk away with? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we talked a lot of, about, a, we made a lot of different points. I think we made a great case for, <laughs> for expression and, 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 and allowing expression. Um, so for me, it's like, so what does this all mean? You know, like, like what's its significance? And, uh, you know, the, the thing, the sentiment, the, the thing that I want to leave everyone with is that, um, your truth, your expression, whatever that is, that vision, that part of you, um, the world is better for it when you do express it. The world is better for it. So let it out there, you Mm -hmm. know, trust it, you know, like it's, it's, you know, somebody's got a problem with it. Well, that's, that's their problem, you know, but, uh, don't be afraid of putting it out there. Don't, make yourself small. Don't, don't live a a painful existence for that. You know, like don't, don't live a painful existence trying to, to just fit in and keep an even keel and, you know, like not rock the boat. Don't be a disruptor. Like be a disruptor. If that's what your vision is, you know, if your vision kind of you know, flies in the face of, of the status quos. And that's what it does. Mm. But that's so, so much better than, than really just stifling the, the greatness that you are. Mm. I like it. Okay. I'm going to say this. And this is to the audience. And these are the questions I want to leave you with. What do you think of when you think of a visionary? What kind of person is a visionary? What if you are a visionary? And we just haven't seen you yet. Exactly. So if you were, would you? Be willing to express your vision. Nice. (laughs) I like it.
Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.